Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world, including traveling in your RV. And one of the things we love to do is interview fellow parents, fellow entrepreneurs, fellow world travelers. And I have an amazing RVer on the show here today. And we haven't done an RV episode in probably the last 30, 40 episodes. So I'm super excited to get a guest on here, Liz Wilcox. Liz is the founder of the Virtual Campground, and she's currently RVing around Alabama. So super excited to get Liz on here to share all about RVing and how you two can get onto your own RV adventure. Liz, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing amazing, doing amazing. Uh, Liz, why don't we get to know you a little bit better? Why don't you share a little bit of your background and a little bit about your story of what made you leave suburbia to get on the road and start your RV adventure with your family? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm 30 years old, and a couple years ago, I well, I guess about four years ago, I had a baby, and I was married, and um, my husband was in the military. You know, we were on that path to, um, you know, just retire as a military couple, and uh, I, my husband was he was deployed for about 12 months and I realized, wow, this really sucks. You know, I got married, I had a child on purpose and now we are apart. So that was really hard. So when he came back, uh, we ended up moving from New York to Alabama, actually, coincidentally enough. And the deal on the house we were trying to buy fell through. So we kind of said, you know, what do we do? We took a lot of money from the Afghanistan deployment and paid off debt. And we thought, we don't want to get more in debt. This deal fell through. Maybe it was on purpose. And um, we decided to buy a camper. And my husband joked, everyone in Alabama lives in a camper. And I said, you know what? <laughs> yeah, right. And I said, you know what? that sounds like a great idea. I've always been very minimal. Um, when I met my husband, I lived in a hotel room that had this wonderful beach view in Destin, Florida. If you've ever been there, if you haven't, you need to go. It's beautiful. And so I said, yeah, let's just go. Um, let's just go for it. Right. It's cheap living. It's small living with the baby. I knew that I wanted to spend more time outdoors than inside cleaning. So we just went for it and we bought the RV and then I real, you know, I started getting on Google and YouTube and I realized, wow, people move these things. And that's when I first heard of, you know, full-time travelers, digital nomads, things like that. And I said, well, if these people can do it, I can do it. And I slowly, um, I created a website called the virtual campground, um, where I, uh, started to share my journey and collect resources for other, um, people that wanted to hit the road in an RV and it just kind of snowballed from there. My husband said, yeah, let's get out of the army. So he got out um, almost a year ago and we've been traveling since and it's been amazing. Yeah, sounds incredible. So let's hear a little bit about the travels themselves. So uh, what states, what areas of the US and beyond have you traveled in so far? Yeah, sure. So we hit the road. We um, actually, not from this town, but a close town that I'm at right now. And uh, we immediately went to Connecticut in December, which was really stupid. I do not recommend that if you are a digital nomad, you go somewhere cold the very first time, um, whether you're in an RV or you're traveling to a different country. Uh, it just might make you miserable, you know, <laughs> start out a little more mild. 
but it was Christmas time and my husband wanted to go see his family. So we drove the RV to Connecticut and it was a disaster, of course. Um, kind of on my website, I'm known as uh, the lady that makes fun of people that travel in RVs because there's always something happening. I think no matter um, how you travel, there's always something going wrong, right? And so I guess it was good content for me that the first few months things kept going wrong. Um, the RV that's behind me right now, if you're watching in the video, it broke down on the side of the road. Um, my husband luckily is a mechanic, so he was able to fix it. We lost our cat. Uh, it ran away from us, really. Um, this was in Savannah, Georgia, um, on the way from Connecticut to Florida. We spent some time in Florida. My husband tried out a friend's business. They travel the festival and fair circuit and they do um, remote control cars. They're pretty big. And so he helped his friends out doing that. And that was really fun. But we realized we didn't want to live at fairs and festivals with a toddler. So we stopped doing that. And we went to an RV entrepreneur summit in Texas for the spring and spent some time near Austin, San Antonio. And then um, we went back to Florida near Tampa for about 10 weeks. And in the summer, we spent time in Michigan and the New England area. Awesome, sounds great. Um, and obviously you had the dream of traveling and then you have the reality of traveling your life on the road. Yeah. Tell us about how do those compare? Uh, like how did the dream match the reality? Oh my word, Ricky, I love that you said that. You have the dream and then you have the reality because yeah. things just, they always pop up. And I always said, because we lived in an RV stationary, we didn't move. And I always used to tell people, um, stationary RVing is all the cons of RVing without any of the benefits. Because we're not traveling, you know, we're getting things that break, but we're not seeing beautiful views. Um, but then when I started traveling, I realized there are still lots of cons. There's still a disconnect between your dream and reality. Um, Instagram, of course, only shows you the beautiful things, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so the reality is that it can be very hard. Things break down. Um, your view is blocked by another RV or the highway <laughs> or there's a railroad nearby where you're staying. Um, I always tell people campgrounds are built on the cheapest land. So I forgot my microphone. So you might be able to hear the semis in the distance. They're not beach waves. Those are semis. <laughs> um, but I like, I can pretend, right? Um, yeah, the reality is sometimes it can be hard. But yes, it does pay off when you get that beautiful view. When you realize you're spending time with the ones you love. Um, this summer, I told you we went to Michigan and the New England area. We picked those two places because my family's from Michigan, my husband's family's from Connecticut, so we were able to spend a ton of time with our families, and our daughter has a ton of cousins, and we were able to spend so much time with them. So that was a wonderful reality, and that was something I wasn't even thinking about when dreaming about RVing. I was just thinking about, you know, the Grand Canyon and Canada and Mexico and all these places. But really, we've spent a ton of time with family, and that's been awesome. 
Yeah, that's what it's all about, the family at the end of the day. And you're traveling uh, with your husband and toddler. Uh, tell us about how it's like uh, traveling with a toddler in terms of the blessings, but also the challenges of having the confined space. And uh, tell us about the dynamics of tra toddler travel in RV. Yeah, sure. So traveling with my daughter, Chelsea, can be really challenging. Uh, we travel much slower, of course. Um, I would say we can go about three days of driving before we have to stop for a week or two because she just gets really burnt out and kind of confused. She's three years old. So she wonders, you know, where's the playground? Where are my friends? Um, when are we going to stop and put, put out the slides on this thing? So we usually go about three days and then we'll stop for a week or so. Um, the benefits are I get to spend a ton of time with my child. I only have one child. I only want one child. So I try to be very intentional with how I spend my time with her because I know there's not I guess, you know, another round coming up, right? So I just have this one chance to spend time with my daughter. Um, so I started really early, you know, when living stationary, spending time with her outside, getting her to enjoy those types of things, not being on the phone or the tablet or computer, whatever. So traveling makes it easier because we're in new places, you know, it's not the same old, same old. Uh, where we get stuck inside just watching movies all day. We go outside, we play. Yesterday, we went for a four-mile bike ride, which, side note, was terrible. I don't ride bikes, and Alabama has hills, and I had to walk <laughs> a lot <laughs> while my husband laughed at me. But anyway, um, it just gives those opportunities to say, yeah, why not? Let's go for a bike ride right now. I don't normally ride that far, but let's see where, we're, let's see where we go. And, um, yeah, I just love that about this lifestyle. I just love that I have the freedom to say, yeah, let's go play outside or let's go explore this new place. And the challenges are, of course, mostly when we travel. Um, you know, she doesn't want to be in the car seat for more than X amount of hours. I think we can do max about six hours before we have to stop. And with our RV, it's just a gas um, RV, so it goes pretty slow, and it can overheat in the mountains, <laughs> so that's more stressful with a toddler, you know, if it was just my husband and I, you know, we'd say, yeah, whatever, but if there's, you know, a third person that's crying and whining and wants to get back on the road, or doesn't understand why she still has to be in her car seat if we're not moving, you know, that's a little more stressful, and I think a unique challenge that um, the Wilcox family has is we do only have one child, so there's no one for her to play with while we're traveling. Um, we have to pick parks where we know there's going to be a playground, a pool, or something nearby where we know, you know, we can meet friends, we can meet other people. And yesterday, I realized the pool is closed at this park we're at, so I had to go into town, and luckily we are in Alabama, so there's a pool that we could pay to go to, and that was fine. But that is a unique challenge with only one child. Yeah, definitely. Even with multiple children, I have three little ones and uh, we also struggle with the socialization angle, especially that uh, long term, consistent, deep, ongoing friendships that we all need and uh, want. Uh, so that's definitely been a challenge we face as well. Uh, and I don't know if we'll all, 
ever fully solve the problem unless you settle, you know, find a place to settle and then, uh, you know, kind of do uh, shorter side trips. If you're going constantly, uh, it's quite hard to build those friendships, uh, especially for the kids who aren't on, you know, Facebook and Zoom and uh, uh, right, yeah. So it's definitely a challenge there. What about the schooling? I know your daughter is young, but uh, what have you guys considered in terms of schooling as she grows up? Well, that's always the question we get, right? Especially, or I'm sorry, even now as a three-year-old, I, I get asked, you know, what are you going to do about school? And I say, I tell people, you know, she's three. <laughs> she doesn't need to go to school right now. She doesn't need to go to preschool, things like that. But I do tell people I have a master's degree in educational leadership. So before I decided to start my website, that was the path I was on to become a principal, superintendent of public schools, things like that. So if we decide in two years when she's five, you know, kindergarten age, that we still want to continue to travel, I have a ton of education and I feel 100% certain that I would be able to teach her what she knows or excuse me, what she definitely needs to know. Um, but right now I just focus mainly on that social aspect, getting her out. She can introduce herself and, uh, She's not, I tell people, you know, she's not really interested in ABCs, one, two, threes right now, but she's very interested or she's very good at recognizing her feelings, which I think a lot of adults aren't able to do. So that's what I'm really trying to foster right now. Um, you know, keep that, keep that intuition she has alive. Um, she's able to say, I'm disappointed or I'm sad. I miss my cousins. I want friends, things like that, which I think are hard for adults to communicate to other people. So those are the things I'm really trying to foster within her, trying to get her to continue to say those things to me um, so that she's able to recognize them the older she gets. And, and the schooling, you know, whether she says, hey, mom, you're weird at age six and says, I want to go to school today, you know, and then we will you know, we will discuss that as a family. Um, but right now I'm just blessed that she's three and, you know, loves traveling with us and is very social. She's an extrovert, just like me. She'll chat your ear off. Um, don't get her on a zoom call. You won't get off, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, as far as school goes, I feel confident that I could teach her what she needs to know. Um, and if she tells me one day, mom, you're really weird. I love you, but I want to go to school. Then we'll talk about that. Yeah, it definitely makes sense there. Looking forward to interviewing your daughter when she's a little bit older, when she can communicate. We'll do love to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Liz, uh, you know, I'm sure you also get this question over and over, and you almost want to just give them the answer. Like, here's the answer. How do you afford this? How do you fund it? How do you make the money side of things work? Tell us. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is always a fun question for me because, especially as an RVer, uh, you meet a lot of older people that are retired, so they're very fascinated with uh, how do you do this? We get a lot of, well, you're too young to do that. You need to be working or whatever. And I say, well, I am working. Um, so my website, The Virtual Campground, that is a source of income for me, obviously. I do digital nomad coaching through that. I have a digital nomad mastermind where I teach people who want to get on the road how to do that, you know, how to take their idea and make it a reality. Um, and I, I do another mastermind um, for another blogger. 
And also I have a team of people that I work with, other full-time RVers, and we do a couple different other things together that helps bring in income. We just created something called Blogging Camp, C-A-M-P, and it's kind of, you know, funny because we're campers, but we teach people how to blog. Um, we focus on the four foundations of blogging, camp, C-A-M-P, um, content, audience, monetization, and partnerships. And we have an eight-week coaching program where we go through those four foundations and teach people how to create a blog that actually makes money, how to create a business mindset when you're a blogger. And um, that's going really well. Um, many different income streams. I also have a book. It's called Tales from the Black Tank. I mentioned earlier that I'm kind of known as the lady who makes fun of RVing, even though she's an RVer. And that book is um, that book is was my first um, exploration into like RV humor. And so Tales from the Black Tank, if you're not aware, an RV has a black tank and that's where all the sewage goes and you have to dump it. And so Tales from the Black Tank is just a collection of hilariously crappy RV stories. And so, you know, I do promotions. That book's been out for about a year and a half, um, maybe a little less. And so that brings me in, you know, passive income. And um, so my coaching, my website, of course, with affiliate income and my different products, that brings me income. Um, also do some freelance writing for different RV companies. Um, I don't do that as much now that I have my coaching. That's going really well. Um, last, my husband is an RV mechanic. So it's the perfect job as we go to RV parks. There's a sign just to my left that says Ed's RV repair. And so he gets clients just going to different RV parks, passing out his cards, things like that. Awesome. What a diverse, uh, you know, streams of income. And I love the whole camp, uh, content, audience, monetization, and partnerships. So appropriate to your own blog. And of course, everything you're doing is uh, camping, RVing. And of course, it's yeah. very relevant to blogging in terms of what you need to do. So love it, love it, love it in terms of the acronym. Uh, oh, so, you. yeah, you do have the virtual campground, uh, the website. So tell us a little bit about the origin of the website. What are the major themes and topics you're writing about? Sure. So the virtual campground started when I was a stationary RVer. You know, I knew that I wanted to get on the road, but I had no idea how. And I saw some people blogging. You know, you always see those income reports. I made $50,000 in one hour. And I thought, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So of course I picked blogging because that's the lucrative, right? Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> right. And of course, you know, then I realized it took a lot more than just, you know, doing an interview like this or whatever. Um, but anyway, I've had the website up for almost two years and it's really evolved into a place for full-time RVers where I share resources to keep people happy and humored on the road. So it's actually for digital nomads. It's for people that already travel. It's not really for the dreamer, right? I make fun of what we do, you know, Sometimes that can be a little shocking for people, you know, that have this Instagram bubble around their head and think everything's great. Um, but I mean, it's all in good humor, of course. Um, you know, I, I do have dreamers on my email list, of course, but I really just I share humor, storytelling and trends in the RV space um, just to I feel 
kind of like we were talking about with our children being lonely, needing friends, I feel the same for adults. I found the biggest pain point for full-time travelers was loneliness. And so my website aims to kind of cure that or help it. Um, you know, I share those funny stories, those times that nobody really wants to talk about in an effort to make people realize that they're not alone. They do have friends. I will be their friend. And so I call it the virtual campground because I really want it to be a campground, a community of people that come together, share their stories, have a laugh, and, um, you know, learn things to make that make their travels easier. Love it, love it. And you do have an amazing community as well. You do these summits. Uh, last year you had one and this year upcoming. Tell us a little bit about the summit you did and the summit upcoming. Yeah, sure. So last year I had this idea with my business partners that I created blogging camp with. I had an idea that we should do an online summit. And, you know, a year ago they were just kind of becoming a thing, right? And they said, oh, what's that? And I said, oh, we're going to have all these speakers on and we're going to talk about everything um, anyone needs to know to RV. And we called it Full-Time Freedom Week. And we were targeting um, people that wanted to become full-time travelers, specifically RVers. And it turned out to be amazing. We kind of did it on a whim. We had over a thousand attendees come. We hosted it on Facebook Live um, in an event. And we were able to give away $1,500 in prizes. Um, we created over 20 hours of content. We did interviews. Um, it was just it was just an amazing online summit, um, conference, whatever you want to call it. And so this year we're gearing up to do year two and we expect it to be so much bigger because a year ago we were just kind of, you know, we were, we, none of us had been blogging for even a year yet. And so we didn't really know what we were doing. We were asking favors from speakers like, Hey, will you come on? You know, we met at this conference, will you come on to ours, whatever. And so we were really kind of scared but it turned out to be such a huge success and this and it grew our blogs and our businesses like mad. So this year is going to be even bigger. We all have bigger audiences. We're getting uh, big, big RV um, YouTubers, things like that. And it's just going to be uh, the largest online event for RVers out there. We expect thousands of people to come. And we're going to give away so many prizes. We're in the works getting those right now. We've got so many awesome sponsors coming in. It's going to be like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> if I do say so myself. There you go. Yeah, I'll have the link below for that one as well. So you'll be able to tune in there. Uh, and uh, curious to know this. Uh, one of the questions I always ask my guests is a little bit about the vision forward. I know with RVers, digital nomads, world travelers, it's so hard even to know next week. Uh, but tell us yeah. a little bit of your vision forward in terms of like, uh, you know, the upcoming year 2019 and beyond. Uh, so 2019 is going to be a really big year for me. I'm expanding my coaching business, my digital nomad coaching. I, I'm getting a lot of requests to expand um, the small groups that I'm doing right now. So I think in 2019, I'll be expanding, doing a lot more group coaching and one-on-one. -on -one. And in general, for traveling, I think that's going to, you know, be able to expand our travels. Um, I hope to get to Canada and um, 
spend some time on the West Coast. My sister lives in San Diego. I just spent two weeks there. And uh, I can't wait to go back. So that's definitely in the plan. But yeah, 2019 is going to be an awesome year for the virtual campground, for blogging camp. Um, I couldn't be more excited about 2019. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so my final question, a lot of uh, listeners, viewers, they might be considering this whole digital nomad RV lifestyle and they just don't know where to start. And I'm sure you have some good tips and advice besides the Nike, just do it slogan. So let's hear them. Well, first, if you're considering RVing specifically, I would definitely check out full-time freedom week. That's going to be coming up the week of Thanksgiving in November, and we're going to have about 30 speakers. Um, it's going to be a five-day event where we just teach you everything you need to know from choosing the right RV to how to get work or how to create your own business to how to you know, plan your travel. So that's a great resource. But seriously, my number one piece of advice, what I tell everyone is find a community. Whether you know you want to travel internationally or you want to do the RV thing, there is already an online community and you need to tap into it. Um, I did that through starting a blog and reaching out to other bloggers um, that did the RV thing. I went to an RV conference where I met a ton of people. And if I didn't do those things, if I didn't just ask people for help in the beginning, if I didn't befriend people, I wouldn't be on the road today. We would have not quit the army. We would have just said, ah, oh, let's just stick with what we know until we retire and then we can hit the road. But because I had those friends, I had that support. I knew people that were already doing it. It became more of a reality. It became less dreamlike and more of a path, if that makes sense. Because I think if you're dreaming about it, it's so, it's so up here. It's so kind of unattainable. But once you meet friends like Ricky or me and you get to talking to them and you realize they're just another person that decided to say yes to the lifestyle, then it's easier for you to say yes. So my number one piece of advice is to find a community, befriend some people um, while you're planning and making the steps towards full-time travel. Community, 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 definitely a very integral part of life and especially life on the road as well. And I'm glad you have done a great job of creating that community, not just belonging it, but uh, actually being a catalyst for a connection. Uh, so Liz, uh, for people speaking of connection, to connect with you, uh, what's your website, social media, and more? Sure. Uh, you can find me across all social media at um, The Virtual Campground. And that's my website too, thevirtualcampground.com. And if you're interested in Full-Time Freedom Week, that is fulltimefreedomweek.com. And if you're interested in the blogging, you want to, you either, you know, you have a blog and it's not making any money and you don't know what's up, I have a free seven-day course um, at bloggingcamp.com. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely encourage everyone to get that course. I'll have those links below. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, it'll be right in the show notes. So Liz, thank you so much for joining us today live from over there in front of your RV in Alabama. Yeah, very exciting here. Thank you, Ricky, so much. This was really fun. Um, good luck with everything. 
Thank you. And uh, to you as well. And thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Definitely encourage you to reach out to Liz. If you're considering this amazing RV adventure, uh, reach out, connect, and uh, you know, uh, be a part of what she's doing. And make sure you connect with us as well. We're at daddyblogger.com and of course, digitalnomanmastery.com as well. And we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. Happy travel.